to the Heads Up Podcast. I am Jason Rogers, the head of school of Rundle College Society, and I'll be your host for this season's episode. With each new podcast, we hope to explore interesting topics relating to Rundle College student, faculty, and parent life. This season, you'll hear interviews with faculty, parents, alumni, students, and educational experts. Each episode will aim to provide an insight and context to the happenings in and around our community. Thank you for joining me and everybody in the Rumble College Society on this journey, and I hope you enjoy this Rumble experience. Welcome back to the Heads Up Podcast. Today I've got the exciting opportunity to speak with Miss Judy Rige. Judy Rige is a leader in, well, leadership training here in Calgary as well as across Canada. And before we start the conversation, let me give you a little bit of background as to who Judy is and, and the work that she's done. Judy is a CEO and president of Reach Strategy Leadership Performance Limited, which brings 25 years of experience and expertise to places such as schools and business organizations. Her roll up the sleeves and tell it like it is to get it done consulting and facility coaching style is built on a record of success in senior human resource roles at Frito-Lay Canada, the Frizzani Group, and Price Waterhouse Cooper. Judy focuses on creating clarity on what we're doing, why we're doing it, how we'll get the results we want, and who we need to be to lead others and ourselves to a desired result. For our Ascent Leadership Training Program, today she's with us talking about leadership and followership and helping the students at Rundle College get a sense of who they are inside that leadership spectrum. Furthermore, Judy Lever's current research from the field of neuroscience to help leaders and organizations understand the new science of leadership success. Essentially, it's all about connection. Her programs aim to develop emotionally intelligent leaders who facilitate the realization of smart, healthy, and successful organizations people are proud to be a part of. In 2014, she started working with youth. She has developed and is facilitating unique leadership programs in schools and with sport organizations to develop leadership mindset, behaviors, and skills in this digital generation. As Judy puts it, she is on a mission to start a role model revolution, supporting and enabling teachers, coaches, parents, and community leaders to develop youth role models today who will become the remarkable leaders we need tomorrow in our homes, our schools, our communities, and our workplaces. Judy is a proud alma mater of Richard Ivey School of Business at the University of Western Ontario. She has completed certificates in strategic leadership from Queen's University School of Business and graduate certificate in educational coaching from Royal Roads University. After all that, I think you can see why I'm so excited to have Judy join us today on the podcast. Welcome to the show, Judy. All right, I've got Judy Reach here in my office here at Rundle, and I couldn't be, like I said earlier, couldn't be more excited to talk to her because she's been tremendously helpful with our Ascent Leadership Program, and she's here today to deliver a leadership and followership module to our students, and I can't wait to see how that turns out. So welcome to my office, welcome to the show. Great, uh, thank you for having me. Okay, so like on every uh, Heads Up 
podcast, we the first segment is the Rundle 5. So in the Rundle 5, we're going to explore five questions around student leadership uh, just a little bit more uh, deeply with you. So let's get started. Great. So the first question is, uh, tell me about your journey to student leadership. I think there's a bit of a story there. Yeah, it's actually, uh, it's one of those stories where it found me, I would tell you, than me finding it. Of course, yeah. Um, so I've spent... 25 years in the leadership development space. Yeah, no kidding. And it was four years ago, um, actually, for lack of a better term, I actually did an intervention with my son's grade five class at the school he was at. Yeah. He wanted to leave selfishly. I didn't want him to. Yeah. He'd had enough with the kids, worked with the school, and, and in the course of my conversation with the principal at the time, we were trying to reframe a problem situation into an opportunity. And at that point in time, I said to the principal, what if um, we reframe this problem with this grade five class as an opportunity for them to learn to be the role models and the leaders we need in the school? Awesome. And so my journey into student leadership started with four weeks in the classroom with these kids. And I guess what really stuck for me was that we finished those four weeks with them writing a letter to their grade six self. Who did I want to be or how did I want to be in grade six? And what had I learned about myself I was strong at? And mm-hmm. what would be one thing I could do to, <coughs> to be a better grade six student? Exactly. And when I came back in the September, they could tell me everything I had taught them in June. Wow. How powerful that is that? That's and amazing. So that was for me like, wow, okay, what if this was something we'd actually introduced more often. And so as you start to build out the leadership program, I know a lot of what you're building out is around role modeling leadership. Is that correct? Well, there's a few things for me. It It's called Role Model Academy. Yeah. And, and I, I teach leadership through that frame of being a role model because I think the word leadership is a really heavy word. Of course. And, totally. and and I think role model became something that young people could get their heads around faster. What yeah. did it look like, sound like, feel like? And then for me, that whole idea is grounded in a couple of sort of bigger sort of agenda items or, or theories for me. One is that whole area of emotional intelligence. So mm-hmm. everything I do is around know yourself, understand the world of others, which is empathy, and choose make the right choices. So mm-hmm. understanding that we all have choices. And then the other place for me that I've sort of looked at this is looking at where's leadership going? Yes. So the workplaces we are in today are not the ones our kids are gonna be in tomorrow. And so I've sort of been looking at what the future's bringing and trying to change or build skills now around connection and collaboration that we don't even know as parents and teachers and and ad, and just people who are in the workplace. For sure. And I think uh, some of the stuff that you've been putting out that I've been reading uh, <clears throat> starts a statement with leadership isn't a position. It's a mindset. Is that is that pretty accurate or is that is that I would uh, that would be a huge belief of mine. Leadership yeah. is a mindset not a position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I choose to show up with the right mindset, then actually that mindset is shaped by my emotional landscape and my thinking, mm-hmm. which ultimately influences my behavior. So if I bring the right mindset to any situation, I have an opportunity to model the right way. Absolutely. And I think back to Rundle College, um, we're talking about 
we want to be the place that inspires leaders. And I think that leadership mindset is, is one that we can all benefit from. So it's, it's a huge reason why I'm so excited that you're a part of everything we're doing here. Well, if I could add one little thing too, is one of the things for me is I really believe everybody has the ability to lead in something. Yes, I do too. Yeah. yeah. And it's that idea of let's discover who that or what that strength of yours is that you can get to, you get to bring to your classroom, your family, your sport team, the music or other activities that you play. Yeah, we're totally aligned and I think that that leadership capability or capacity just enriches our our experience when we're at work or at play. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll be able to gift some of that mindset to our students as we move through this program. Cool. All right, on to question two in the Rundle 5. Now, Judy, when you first gave me your business card, I was intrigued um, because it's got something just a little bit unconventional on there. It says uh, that you're the founder plus role model for your company. Um, what inspired you to you know, put that title role model on your business card? So I also have this mantra, I I don't know if it's a mantra or belief, that who you are is how you lead. Mm -hmm. And so for me, if I'm going to actually lead an organization that's about building role models, for me it became grounding in that am I, do I, will I, have I. Yeah, nice. Been a role model in all parts of my life at home, at work, with my corporate clients, with the kids. Am I somebody that people... um, at least go, okay, she is who she says she is. For sure, for sure. And it's powerful stuff. I mean, to sit back and reflect, we often talk about in our conversations about reflecting on yourself. And I'll just put the shoe back on you, Judy, I guess. Uh, Is there been a time where you reflected back on your leadership and you thought, that's not the role model I want to be? Without going into too, you know, a long story, there was a time in my early career, um, I was in a senior leadership role, I was under 30, um, I thought I'd made it. Yeah. I had a uh, feedback at the time that was sort of around the organization, my boss, my boss's boss, my peers and my team. And it, it was at that point in time that I had feedback from the team that I managed that I thought was brilliant. Like mm-hmm. you need to, I built this team, I thought it was brilliant, but their feedback in this, to me, was the wake-up call that shifted my thinking. Right. And the feedback I received was, I wonder if Judy knows her dick, her nickname is Dick. Oh, short no. for dictator. Oh, no. And so that started, for me, a different conversation with my team is, help yeah. me understand when that shows up, Yeah. what that looks like, what that sounds like, when does she sort of become that person. Wow. And so that became really about me understanding that just because I think I'm a good leader mm-hmm. and that I think my team is great, my thinking doing gap in that case was pretty big. And so for me, my career has been about narrowing that for myself. Yes. But then also when I work as a executive coach and a, and a leadership trainer in the corporate space and now with kids is how do I start to become more aware of that? Just because I think it doesn't necessarily mean I've built the habit or the practice of being like that. Yeah. Wow. How evolved. I mean, that, so I don't know if that makes learning. sense. Yeah, but. it makes total sense. And I think I hope our listeners take a lot from that and asking the question and actually working from the responses of just a, a very evolved stance and I hope we can all do that in our, our leadership. Yeah, it was it was a very humbling time. No doubt. After a, a, like a number of years of being told, you know, you can do anything, look at this, you are a leader. And I think that's why I don't choose not to use leader a lot in my, I, I like to define it, 
but in a way that's much more grounded in what does it look like every day? Because I think we can hide behind labels. No doubt. No doubt. And I think that's the risk we all have. Yes. Yeah, I think that's the power in uh, teaching about leadership is the fact that it's not the you know, president title that you're looking for, but it's more a set of skills that help other people continue to improve yeah. whatever your mission is, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow, okay, really great, thank you. Moving right on to question number three. Um, I'm always, Judy, I'm always thinking about the future and success for our kids and what does the future look like for our kids and, and how does that all come together? And, and it really drives the next question. I'd like to know from your perspective, uh, why is student lead- leadership a key competency for success in the coming years? So when I think about leadership, both today and tomorrow, there's mm-hmm. sort of three things I always sort of go back to, and I continue to see it as an opportunity um, in our workplaces and in our communities. And that is the role of a leader is to set the agenda. Mm-hmm. So there needs to be some clarity. Yes. To take others with you. Yeah. Which requires communication. It requires collaboration, which is, to be honest with you, for those of us in Gen X and, and Boomer, mm-hmm. those are not skills we've learned. We right. learned how to cooperate. Right. Yeah. We didn't really know how to collaborate. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, and then connection. Yeah. Because as we live in a world of more and more technology, it is a gift. It is extremely powerful. But we are still human beings with a brain that actually thrives with person-to-person connection. Yes. And if I believe leaders of tomorrow who understand how to take the tools that we have, but actually know how to build the relationships that are founded in trust and that allow people to sort of be able to say, I'm coming with you. Yep. And the third piece, I guess I said, there's take, you know, set the agenda, take others with you, do the right thing. Yeah, no kidding. And I think it's really easy today to, with social media, that that our behaviors are always being scrutinized. And I think when when we learn what doing the right thing looks like and feels like for me, my yeah. right thing might be different than yours. Yeah. But if I can explain my why in a much better way, that level of awareness as well as empathy or understanding of where you're coming from, I think is going to drive up better ability to think about the future and the problems it faces today at a level that um, we're not doing enough of today. That's right. No, it's so rich uh, start to finish. Judy, thank you for that. I think you couldn't be more in line with a lot of the thinking uh, that we share around here, Rundle College, around character and um, inside character, that do the right thing mentality. And I love your perspective on on leadership, you know, set the vision and and bring people with you and find ways to collaborate. Uh, Wow. Thank you for that, that insight. Okay, on to question four. Uh, it's a pretty straightforward one. Who's your leadership role model and why? This is a really easy one for me. Um, and he's still a part of my life today. He was um, a high school phys ed teacher mm-hmm. who went on to become a um, principal in a high school. Anyway, I reconnected with him by chance through my work in a corporate space about nine years ago. Yes. But... Um, his, he has and continues to be a mentor and probably pulled me out of some trouble. I think he decided I was, I could have gone one way and he channeled me into student leadership activities in high school and a number of other things that um, I think he saw in me what others didn't and pushed me sometimes in, when I didn't want him to. Yes. 
And then the example he is as a person, as a community leader, as a father, so in his family, and with his friends and even the relationship after this many years that I still have with him, for me that says more than anything else, when you role model, it's a 24-7 job. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you do it from your heart. Mm -hmm. And that's the model for me. I love it. I think... uh it's so neat to hear you say that. I think I hope our teachers are listening to this and understand the impact that they have on our kids. Um, because I mean, you've worked with the leaders all over the place and big businesses and private and public sector. And, and for you to come back to your high school teacher is kind of says everything about the profession, which so many of us engage in. So yeah, I think sometimes if I may, um, I have huge admiration for the profession of teaching. Mm-hmm. And I think my experience in the classroom, sometimes I've had to almost remind those that I get to work with, one, I'm a guest, and two, their classroom is really an amazing place to be. Love it. Love it. Okay, now on to the very last question in this segment. Um, Judy, you speak a lot about emotional intelligence being a critical part of leadership. Uh why is this so important? Well, I need to kind of step back a little bit and declare I'm a bit of a neuroscience brain geek. I know enough to be dangerous, I guess you could say. Yeah. But neuroscience has completely changed the landscape of leadership development, particularly in the last five years. And when you look at emotional intelligence, my ability to name and notice what's going on for me, so my level of self-awareness, um, my ability to name and notice and care and honor what's going on for you, that's empathy. Yeah. And then my ability to make good choices. And so when I combine kind of what I know about our brains and I understand where leadership's going and this notion of relationships matter, um, I think the thing that we have done to ourselves and to our children is we've said we don't need to feel. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. reality is, is our emotions drive thoughts, yes. our thoughts drive behavior, and our behavior drives performance. Yeah. And so for me, emotional intelligence is about giving people comfort in what the message is for each emotion yep. like if anybody watched inside out that yep. pixar did yep. they worked with neuroscience scientists because it's about trying to introduce that each emotion has a message yes the gift of anger is boundary setting and motivation and direction yeah the gift of joy is emotional vitality and resiliency yeah the gift of love is my ability to care and connect with you. Yeah. Fear ensures I'm safe and protected from potentially what can happen. Yeah. And the list goes on. So I think for me, EI, emotional intelligence or EQ, is about connecting to the world around us and recognizing as human beings, our emotions count, our thoughts count, and what we say or do as a result of those counts even more so we better know of what's going on with the other two wow. so hopefully that helps you that a ton and i think it uh, really falls in line with a lot of what you'll see in our community as you become more and more engaged i mean whether it's a healthy brain platter which we're seeing our counselors use talk about attunement in the brain and emotion or uh the staff room conversation around Brene brown and, and the work that she does and, shame yeah, yeah and uh and all those pieces uh it's just really in line with a lot of what we're seeing here around Run Ecology's day. So thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's thanks. totally exciting. All right, moving on to the final segment of every show we do, the Rundle Rumble. Now, the Rundle Rumble, for those of you who have listened, you know what it is. But those 
who haven't, here it is. It's a quick fire rundle association game. Uh, Judy, I'm going to say one or maybe just a couple of words, and I just want you to respond with the first things that come to mind. Okay. All set? Yep. Here we go. Uh, number one, emotional intelligence. Feelings matter. Two, followership. Ah, you can't lead if you can't follow. Right on. Is that a made-up word? I can't find it in the dictionary. Uh, it's an emerging act. It's not in the dictionary, but it's an emerging field of research, actually, in in the whole leadership domain. Right on. Uh, I tripped over it actually <laughs> from research of a. There's a professor in um, Ontario at McMaster who wrote an article in the Ivy Business Journal. Cool. And there's three books coming out in January specifically around followership. So, so cool. Yeah, no, I, I love the idea and the concept. Sorry, that was yeah. not rapid fire. <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> uh, number three, uh, role model. Leader. Four, coaching. Um, connecting. Very good. Um, five, uh, youth learning to lead. My fun business. <laughs> Yeah. Practice. <laughs> so much fun. It's my heart project. I guess that was my yeah. heart project. Okay. Awesome. Perfect. Happy to be along on your heart project. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, six, empathy. Um, oh, that's a good one. What's the first word? Empathy is uh, seeing the world from somebody else's perspective. Excellent. That's not one word. Sorry. That's okay. No, you just as many words as, as you want. Free to go. Uh, number seven, mindset. Muscle. Great. Eight, collaboration. Mm. Uh, my idea and your idea, idea mm. make something bigger. Great. Love it. Nine, healthy conflict resolution. Mm. So uh, that's about solutions, like real solutions. Two people leave and feel like they were seen, they were heard, they were acknowledged. It's ideal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's really it. Well done. Uh the last one and the rapid fire is just simply, what is success to you? Uh, love is the first word that comes to my mind. Wow. Yeah, it's really powerful and very beautiful <laughs> and really uh, excellent. Judy, thanks for taking the time with us today. Thanks. I hope uh, our community takes time to listen and get inspired by your words. And I know they'll they'll learn something if they take the moment to, to listen. So Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for taking the time.